Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And go. Yeah, how about it? This is the Board Game Snobs Podcast. My voice got really deep there like it was a radio deep show. Deep and raspy. Mm, I'm going like, for that raspy like wolf voice. Man. Like giving, Wolfman giving Jack. Away, Remember him? Giving away things. That's from the 70s. Isn't that, isn't that like every <laughs> radio show has like that one guy that's just on the periphery that like does the announcing? Yes. And we're back. Just has, has that wild boy? That guy. <laughs> Thanks how for listening you, to KBGS. Yeah. How do you get that job? Did I come in and interview you and say, give us your most crazy voice? It sounds like it, obviously. That's Jerry. I'm Gabby. With us also today is Roberto. Roberto. Of sheer boredom. Uh, is that is that's primarily a YouTube, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, Instagram first and then YouTube, whichever. whichever Instagram and YouTube. All right. Sheer boredom. So we'll, get, yes. we'll, we'll throw it back to Roberto here in a second. But first... I have some. I have something I need to. Need I have to, questions for Roberto. Okay. Well, first, hold on. Send us emails at boardgamesnobs. I say hold on, and you start talking through the intro. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Be I, a professional. Like, Be a professional. Look. I, I like that that like that talking through intro stuff. It's kind of adds a little something something. This is like me Bay. cutting hair at work. This is a this is a Friday night. It's late at night. We're all tired. It's okay. We'll allow it. There you go. Mm. <laughs> he does it every time. Let's think about Michael <laughs> I don't Bay. Even know. What about Michael Bay? What's he been up to? I just watched a video and I posted it literally before I got on here on the Facebook group about Michael Bay. Really? And the island. Ooh. I love the island. I well, I do too. I have gone well. Watch that video I just posted on our Facebook group, uh-huh. and feel free to uh, repost that in the Disagreeable Nerd podcast. Uh, uh, Roberto, feel free to join our uh, Facebook group. I'll do that right now. I'll we do have it right now. <laughs> do it now. We have at least yes. two or three regular posters, and two of them are me and Jerry. So, that, <laughs> so I respect Michael Bay more than I did. Really, after watching this video and. Uh, understanding him and his, his fine craftsmanship bit. of slow-mo explosions and beautiful well, women. I don't really like his shows, but I now like see his style and where, where he's going, coming from with it. But I, the, the one show of his that bombed horribly, the Island is my favorite of his. Oh, come on and the rock. I, well, the rock to me, first off, I don't count the rock because the rock was a James Bond movie. Like that was a legit but James Bond movie. They just didn't. They just didn't have the license for it. The Rock was okay. The Bad Boys was interesting, but at the same time, I wasn't too enthused by it. God speed, good speed. But Armageddon. the I, Armageddon is. Ooh, ooh, rock, rock, I, Armageddon's my number. Let's see, it's in my top five movies of all time as a sheer guilty pleasure that I just love. Uh, the, the, I, I have the Armageddon used to irritate me. Until I realized that, like, obviously, the conversation was had with Michael Bay about how stupid this movie was, and he was—he didn't care. He's like, no, we're going to do it anyways. Like, they literally say, it's too hard to drill a hole in the ground to teach astronauts how to run drilling equipment. 
it would be better if you just taught these guys how to do space. Roughnecks. Roughnecks and can easily be astronauts. Yeah. They went with it. Yeah. Well, because. And that was, that was gotta, it. If you put Billy Bob Thornton in, in you know, it, put him in charge, he'll walk you through it with his uh, charisma and earnestness. That's what I truly believe. And his blood of vial that he used to have with Angelina Jolie around his neck. Oh, that did happen. That's right. <laughs> they were married, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Never forget. Never forget. Did you know that King, is it Tutankhamun or Tutankhamun? I never know. I don't know, but they both have that in common. <laughs> Tutan, Tutan and Tutan. He had lots of cool toys. This is according to bestlifeonline.com, the source of all knowledge. But one of his most intriguing may have been a dagger discovered in his tomb in 1925 made of space metal. That's awesome. They confirmed the material using a technique called portable x-ray. They determined the dagger's composition of iron, nickel, and cobalt strongly suggest extraterrestrial origin. So I suggest we make a movie where aliens invade and there's a certain adventurer. Let's just call him... Gabrielle, and he has to find this blade because it's the only thing that will kill the queen of the aliens invading. Chop the head off, the rest will die. Has that been done? That's that has been done. That's literally like uh, like every like sci-fi every, movie. <laughs> yes, that's, that's 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 aliens and cowboys, no, isn't it? No, is it? Yeah, that was uh, that was Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford. They did had, like they, they were they cowboys. Steal, did they steal King Tutankhamun's knife? I think they got. Paul Dano. They got Indiana Jones and James Bond. And Paul Dano. And Paul Dano. Sent him back to the Old West. Were Doc still alive? That would have been the greatest crossover ever if they'd had Marty McFly in Aliens and Cowboys. (laughs) He's still alive, but he's in the Old West. They just would have done it. Well, uh, oh, well, Chad Elkins sent us Tutankhamen. That's a good game. That's a Reiner Knizia. Thank you, Chad. We like that. We We got to play that and talk about it. Did you did you know? Have you ever heard of photography? Yes. Yeah, those are the women on Instagram. That's a different one. No, no different one, Jerry. Thoughts like uh, your mind no. thoughts. Oh, t- oh. <laughs> not, not photography. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. There is okay. There's two photographies now that you mentioned it, no doubt. Thought. Not not T H O T, just your like your thoughts from your mind. Yes, mind hunter. Photography is a process which some people claim to be able to burn images from one's mind onto surfaces such as photographic film. It's been in the lexicon since nineteen thirteen. This guy Ted Sirios tried to do this in the sixties. Well, he claimed he did it. And I was like, you know, uh, people were like, it's a scam. It's a scam. It was like, when I was reading it, it it's like nobody actually proved him wrong, but they proved how it could have been cheated, you know, scammed. But in 1995, this famed psychic Uri or Yuri Geller used a 35 millimeter to take pictures of his forehead and then developed them claiming they were of his thoughts. And of course, they were all just like these cloudy figures, but in the background would be like a, an old house. Do you remember that uh, that Mel Gibson? I have to tell this. So the Mel Gibson show where he could tell what women think. Yes. Okay. What, so like what they did, women want or something? What, what women want. Yeah. So it's like, you know, 
Mel Gibson walking around hearing what women think. And there was like a skit, I think it's Saturday Night Live. And it was, I can't remember who, who did it, but it was like, why that can't happen in reverse? Why it can't be. Was it Joe Montana? Like, like a gender swap oh, thing. Oh, no. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. you can't have what men think. And it was like a, a great, oh, who did that skit? It wasn't Saturday Night Live, though. But yeah, no, that would not be good if you could take pictures. Of well, they did thoughts. make a reverse version of that. Like, they did? Like last year or something. What was it? Oh, it's the lady from Empire. Miley Cyrus. No, I forget <laughs> her name. Tere- to, so, to, Cookie. Tunisia. Teresia P. Cookie. Snooky. Snooky and Miley Cyrus. No, it's not Sookie. I forget her no, name, I but it's something. Snooky. It's something. Taraji P. Henson. Taraji. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was so close. <laughs> Snooky, that was a song by Limp Biscuit, right? It's all about it. <laughs> Did you know, speaking of photographs of your brain, not of your brain, but of your thoughts, of your thoughts. Pictures. Look at that photograph. Do you know when the first photograph actually was and who invented it? Huh? Actual photograph. William Kodak. Billy. Billy Kay? No, it wasn't him. I don't know. Nick Cannon. <laughs> the first photo was around 1826 or 1827, and it was developed by, let's say, Joseph Nicephore Nips. That guy. <laughs> he starred in that show with her, with Snooky. <laughs> Joseph Nicephore Nips. 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 He's a thoughtographer. <laughs> Joseph Nicephore Nips. That guy, he's French. <laughs> Nips. Yes. He used uh, a camera obscura, and that's like apparently in the old days they put like a little hole in the wall, and like the the. That's the, not. That's not. <laughs> not that's that's not where you're going with this. And the like the shadow of something would come in, but it would be upside down on a wall. Oh, yeah. And so then he used these lithographic stones, coated them with bitumen, and it had to sit. <laughs> it had to sit. It had to sit for days. What do they call that? While it was uh, the exposure time. Nips was bitumen. I like it. <laughs> he often comes up and says, "Let's nip this in the bud." And I did all that just so I could play this right here. No, no, that was a that, you know, long setup. What? That was a long what? setup for that. And that was a that fell flat. People, that joke did not people develop. like to hate on what's their name? Creed? Who is Nickelback. that? Nickelback. Nickelback. Creed is wonderful. Nickelback, Creed, same thing. No, they are not. How dare you? Roberto? Strongly disagree. Roberto? Strongly disagree. Uh, who, no. who are you? Are you Team Nickelback or Team Creed? I am Team Creed. I am I am as well. I like Creed. Don't get me wrong. I cry. Songs. Uh, When his son is born, something he he's crying. Name it. Name a song. Arms wide open. Yeah. No, not one. With arms wide open. Deep. deep. (laughs) You know that's only (laughs) name a deep track. We need some deep tracks. I'm not a deep track guy of Creed. I didn't say I love them. I just said I don't mind them. I don't. I don't hate them. Mm, Uh, You you give me a deep track that you haven't Googled. I'm not. The Bullets was one of their uh, later tracks, which I really unlike. Most things in here don't react well to Bullets. 
And that was gen- the general public didn't react well that hour. <laughs> the My Sacrifice was a good one. I really like that. Hey, that's but, a I mean, good like, one. But that was off their main album, wasn't it? Their well, they, their first album, which was give me a second, it's the one like something of clay, jars of clay. No, <laughs> something like that. They, they had some really good tracks, but they came out later. But they all kind of fell apart because that Scott Strap guy like had a hard time, and that now he kind of. He's he's still around. Oh, he sang he's, that really cool Marlins song though for the baseball team. Love it. Yes, yeah, the fishing song. Wait, Scott Stapp is Nickelback. No, it's not. Are you sure? Yes. Which which one's Creed? What's Creed's guy's name? <laughs> Roberto. Creed's. Which one's Scott? Who's Scott Stapp? I don't know them like that. I mean, uh, they both sound exactly the same. I'm looking at that. Yeah, yeah, That's all I hear between Nickelback and Creed. Hang on, hang on, I'm, I'm looking it up. Keep going, keep this hot banter rolling. <laughs> it is indeed Scott Stapp. Of, of Creed? Creed. Well, who's, yes. who's the Nickelback guy? Oh, hang Chad on. Kroger, Chad Kroger. Never mind, Chad. you're right. Chad Chad Kroger. He owes Kroger's, doesn't he? I don't know, he was married to Avril there for a short while. Levine? Yes. Was he a skater boy? Apparently so. And now she said, see you later, boy. She's with uh, the other guy <laughs> she now. Did. She She's did. She's with the twin from the other rock band. She's all grown up. Had a, has she had a kid? Cannot confirm. Or <laughs> but we will start the rumor. <laughs> did you Did you, Did you? you hear this? <laughs> Avril's, Avril's got a baby. Jerry, did, did your, have you, well, never mind. Your children already speak this way. During the pandemic, it has been reported American kids saw so much Peppa Pig, they started speaking with British accents. Let me tell you about Peppa Pig. It's Daddy. disturbing. Daddy. It's disturbing because the pigs' faces, they're all flat. Mm-hmm. And they, they do that every time they say a word. Like, they have to do the snorting. And Peppa Pig is really kind of a weird show anyways. But it is very, uh, what was that Canadian one? Caillou? Better than like Caillou, yes. Kalu? Is it Caillou, Caillou. or Kalu? It's Caillou. It's Caillou. Kalu kids. is what you put in your white Russians. Kalu. Caillou is the Canadian cartoon. Roberta, you have children also, don't you? I do. He's 15. But um, oh, at wow. that point, we were doing Thomas the Tank Engine. And I started speaking like Alec Baldwin and Willie Nelson for a little bit because they just they would narrate. So it was like cinders and ashes, jeepers, Percy. And just talk like <laughs> Percy that. was my favorite. Mr. Top- Mr. Topham Hat, though, I didn't know about him. Was that was that uh, he like I don't know. It, he was a man amongst trains <laughs> that was troublesome to me. Like you're, here's this world full of trains, and then there's just yeah. this human that's going around forcing them to work. It was weird. Uh, and are you looking at more hot banter? Because so far this has not been. This <laughs> I love not how been, you. I love how. I mean, I've it, we've been talking for nearly twenty no, minutes. We've no, been talking no, no, for no, twenty no. minutes. No, you know what? I just say, you know what? I'm done. I'm done, no. Roberto. It's to you. Wait, no, no, you, you can be co-host for- from now on. I'm out. You said right before the show started. I said nothing. I said, no. don't worry about it. No, you didn't. I no, have said, things. I've got it. I've got the banter. It's going to be fine. I did not ever say banter. I, I have never said those words in my life. I never say you, anything's going to be fire. You talked up the banter. So I, I said, prepare. I've got some banter. And this we, banter I, we have flaccid. bantered. This banter <laughs> well, I is can't help it. I can't help it. I'll go give it some medicine. Flaccid okay. banter. Okay. Opening okay. for snake rectum. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, all right. Well, well, we have we have Roberto here with us, and he is of Instagram and YouTube fame, sheer boredom. Before we go full blown to Roberto, 
I did have some YouTube facts. I was going to see if you knew of any of these. Do you know YouTube began on Valentine's Day, 2005? Are you asking me or Roberto? Either one. I just asked a yes or no question (laughs) and read it as a fact. So it's pretty easy to figure out. (laughs) Yes. I get a point. These are all yes or no. Just uh, it's rhetorical (laughs) and it's going to be no from me at all. I'm going to say, uh, let's see. These are very, there are 98 versions of YouTube, apparently for 98 different countries. YouTube is, these are terrible facts. <laughs> YouTube is growing in popularity. YouTube is worth billions. <laughs> oh, wow. Didn't know that. Here we go. These are all right. Hey, speaking of which, Ronaldino. Ronaldi, Ronaldino? Ronaldo. No, not Ronaldo. Ronaldo. That's the soccer player. I know that, but this is from, this is a Brazilian player, Ronaldino. So he shaves. He was the first one to. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that it's shave, but who knows? He was the first one to 1 million views, his video. Guess who was the first person to 100 million views? Bo Burnham. We mentioned her just recently. Avril? Avril Lavigne's chart-topping hit Girlfriend was the first song to break 100 million views. Guess the first one to 1 billion. I bet y'all can figure this one out. Probably the unicorn, probably. That was a great no. video. No. I can't. I don't know. Friday. Man. What if I'm doing this? Gangnam style? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> first one to one billion views. The first Spanish language video. Do you speak Spanish, Roberto? Un poquito de español, sí, señor. Oh, okay. The first <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> well, I know what he said. A little okay, bit. Good. Yes. Senior. The first Spanish language was uh, Bailando by Enrique Iglesias. By Enrique. Hello there. And that's about anything. that. Oh, Justin Bieber's Baby isn't the most hated video. It had 10 million thumbs down. Anyway, that's about it. That's about the most interesting facts. But anyway, okay, so now to Roberto. Go ahead, Jerry. You take it from Uh, here. Well, I was going to ask what... No, Roberto has a, a YouTube channel. That's not as hated as baby, right? Uh, we're, working close, Jerry. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. But that's okay. I was going to ask about where did you come up with the name? The name Sheer Boredom. Um, well, last year was a was a big year with, with board games. And uh, my love grew ever so. Like all this, it's not even a year old. Uh, for those, I have lots of games now. Um, but I was trying to figure out, I was doing a fundraiser. And I was on the line with these two people who I had hopes were going to help me with said fundraiser, but they thought it was a call about my social media presence. And um, I was just like, sheer boredom. That makes sense. I'm a, I'm a hairstylist. So sheer, I changed it to S-H-E-A-R and boredom for board game. And that's was the start of this small little thing at this little adventure I'm on right now. I think it's a very clever name. It's horrible for SEO. You oh. cannot find me anywhere on Google. <laughs> why, why is that? I wonder. Because <laughs> it there's no, it doesn't have the word game or board game or geek oh. or nerd or bit or mm. you know. Too bad your name's not like Dom. That. You could have separated it all. Sheer board Dom. That I could legally change it right now. Uh, when did you start it? So last year. Last year, last year in March or April, because the stay at home order happened. 
and I couldn't go to work. I was at home for quite some time, played a crap ton of Call of Duty, and drank a lot of White Claw. Oh, you had uh, the the fiance was like, are you going to do this all the time? I said, no. (laughs) Span to about a week and a half later, still doing the same things. So uh, I decided to kind of play more games. Um, we, we actually started together on Facebook Live, and we did a playthrough of, of Wingspan and Pandemic and stuff, and that's how that started. And then I just moved over to Instagram and started posting pictures. Now, you on your show, you interview a lot of uh, big board game names. I couldn't help notice you recently interviewed Jamie Stegmeyer. Uh, I forget what your, that segment's called. It's leaving me now. What do you call that segment? Board Vengers. Board Vengers. Oh, yes. yes. Board Yes, and you had Jamie on. How did you hook Jamie Stegmeyer to come on your show? What? What? Well, how did you blackmail him to come on? Did you steal <laughs> I, his boat I, shoes? I know things. I grabbed his cats. That's what happened. <laughs> I took I took Walter and Biddy, and he I forced him to come on. <laughs> you shaped his cat. <laughs> um, uh, Jamie is 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 awesome. Um, I reached out to him by Instagram. He was my first, and if you go back to my first ever youtube video it's with him and it's still cringy when i first met him i was i was a little bit starstruck because i'm here i am playing his games like oh my god i love all your games and i had a certain structure to to like questions to ask uh that i had once asked him beforehand and there was just no flow it's just like do you have a similar feeling right now yes it's it's a horrible experience it's a horrible experience I want to hear you in my car. I don't want to be on this right now. You weren't expecting to see this face. (laughs) It's a face for podcasting. So, yeah, I asked him and he said yes. Um, And we did some other videos and asked him to be a part of the board uh, board vendors group. And he's all about it. He's all about being with people, creating content with people as long as as I believe I I read in one of his blogs. Uh, He likes doing content when it comes out. As long as it's out for the world to see, he will do content with you. Wow. So I thought about asking him to come on this show, but I have said so many terrible things about so many people <laughs> that it's like I kind of worry that he might actually do some research and, you know, hear some of the things that I've jokingly said about him in the past, which I may or may not have meant. So, you know, there's that. That's <laughs> one of the things of that's the best advice that I can give you on your channel is don't burn any bridges because basically we have burnt so many like literally nobody that's, will that's why you show. have me that's, that's why, why we have, have the connection yeah. you ran out the list drop a drop a no, no we got you to get to jamie so just tell jamie these guys are okay <laughs> <laughs> there are people me and jerry had this discussion it's like there's people in the board gaming world that are like rock stars you know they're like the famous ones you got tom vassal you got any mm-hmm. big name designer uh and i've been trying to get paula from things get dicey on our show she's awesome i've emailed her so if you know paula <laughs> i do i do know paula actually i know I talk wasn't she wasn't she also on a board vengers she was also on a board vengers yeah uh but we were talking and we were saying there are some people that are so like they're sought after they're on a podcast or youtube or something nonstop. And we're like, I wonder, we wonder when the day will come when they like maybe start charging. Do you think that'll ever happen? Right. Or, or maybe some um, already do. I don't know. Potentially. I, these Jamie and Paula, they both were gracious enough to, to come and hang out with us just for the fun of it. And I 
I absolutely appreciate that because I'm, I'm on a hairstylist salary right now. I can't, I can't be a, I can't afford, I mean, I can afford the board game, so you know, maybe not. You know. Appearance fees. Appearance fees. Yes, yes, yes. Um, maybe in the future. I honestly, I can't even answer that. Yeah, I, I just I, wonder. I'm not sure. I mean, like Paula, I mean, she's dreaming, playing games, watch it played, podcasting, just nonstop. That reminds me. You remind me. Creed. I got an idea for your show. This is what you you can do now. This will be a Creed hit. or Nickelback? Creed or Nickelback? Which one is it? You can write this down and you can you can take off with this. Just kind of like the guy on YouTube who makes people eat like the hot wings and he interviews them. I've been thinking he, that. Uh-huh. So here's what you're going to do. No, here's what you're going to do. So everybody likes when they get in their haircut, they go to the barbershop, they like to talk. So you're going to record people. You're going to have them come in, board game celebrities. And you're going to cut their hair. And while they're in the bar, you know, while they're styling their hair, you're going to be talking to them. So you're going to be bringing in all the big names from board gaming. They're going to, it's kind of like that comedians in cars getting coffee thing where they just drive around and it's supposed to yeah, be not scripted, yeah, yeah. but it's very obviously scripted. That's yeah. what you do. You bring or the in a own- show in a barbershop with famous people. Famous people, yes, but yes. board game people. You sit them in the chair, you're styling their hair, and you're asking them just the hard hitting questions. And they you're open gonna be up my to first. You're gonna well, be no, my first person. Well, I, you know, my hair. I, I have a certain, you know, I have the same stylist for years. I don't want to feel like I'm cheating her, but like I would, you know, like Mike Delisio, you could like put the color in his beard, like <laughs> you know, be coloring his, you know, whatever, you know, styling up. Because some people don't have any hair. Like all the big board game people are. You know, besides me and Jamie, don't have luscious heads of hair. They're all bald. You know, they, you ain't got a lot to work with. Do you do the whole shebang, like everything? Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a cosmetologist. I'm not a barber. Uh, barber. I uh, I do women and well, I style I style male and females in my chair. There's a difference between a barber and a cosmetologist. Cosmetologist is a bunch of chemistry because you can blow yourself up by accident. And kill yourself by accidentally mixing too many types of chemicals and all that. Which chemicals could blow up in a, a salon? There's a lot of them. You see these? These are constantly di- dyed. I can't get them to be <laughs> regular nail color. There's always brown. What's that blue stuff they stick the combs in? Barbicide. That's, that's barbicide, yeah. Barbicide. That's what Barbara's I was asking Roberto, Jerry. This is, we're they- talking to Roberto, not you. <laughs> the bar- oh, my God. He can't help it. It's just like all the stuff that blows up. And the, you got Still it. talking. I know. It. Just ask. Put the color in there. It's just like, whoa. whoa. I, uh, I, you know, I get a whiff of that and I so, have a good time, you know? What is it? I mean, is it? What, what is it? <laughs> He's like, maybe it's Maybelline. Barbicide. Yes. That sounds like the murder of barbers. That is. It's Barbicide. <laughs> Little Sweeney Todd. Little Sweeney Todd there. It kills everything. It's a chemical. It kills everything on your comb. So be in between people. Well, I, have, I have several combs, so once I'm done with my comb, I put it in the blue stuff, and it kills it, it sanitizes it, it does all the things for me to be able to use it on somebody else and have it be sanitary. Do you enjoy your job? I love what I do. I figured you must. I love like, what I do. Like and a, I've, I've, that sounds like a job that I've cool. been to cop school. I've done some other. I wanted to do some IT things, and at the end of the day, I just I want to have these personal relationships, which is why back to, to the sheer boredom stuff. Like that's why I started doing the interviews. Cause I missed that one-on-one aspect of my life. It was just completely cut out of my life. I mean, I could talk to my fiance, but I can only talk to her for, for you know, for, for so long because uh, she was still working and I had to, I had time to kill. Is your fiance there with you? 
She's not. She's okay. Because right as now. you said that, you glanced off to the side. Like, is she here? <laughs> no. I, I, I looked at the door. I looked at the door. I'm like, maybe she can hear me. <laughs> she she she'll, she'll barge in right now. So if you blink, could, if blink, you, if you need help, <laughs> if you could go, if you could go full time into the YouTube thing or keep doing what you're doing now, which would you do? If I had to choose board, you like YouTube specifically the board game stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd probably still do hair. No. Yeah. I'd probably still do hair. I, I just love it. I love the flexibility. I've been where I'm at for now for 11 years. I have I love my clients. I've, I've seen kids grow up. I've been invited to graduations and weddings and stuff. It's it's is there nothing like, a, like it. Is there like a master haircutting status? They call me that, but I don't like it. What no, is master it? Haircutter like, oh, this is status. This is a master designer. Master designer. Like, is that what it's called? Yeah, I'm just a dude that does hair. That's it. <laughs> master. You need to make a board master. game about cosmetology. It's been and in write, my mind. It's in the works. Okay, write this down. I'm giving you a bunch of good ideas, Roberto. Here's <laughs> the name of your game. It's called Harry Styles. And it's just a rondelle, and you can only go in one direction. That's but how, how does he cut the hair like that, though? I don't know. That was a funny oh, joke. That was man. a Harry Styles joke, and it was funny. Was it? Yes, it was. I laughed it loud, out loud, LOL. Oh, darn. To be I need my, I need my, I need my crickets hit. drop. <laughs> it didn't cut, cut it, it has, after Jerry. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's what it is. So you're hot. Sorry, I'm trying to save us after your hot <laughs> oh, banter. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're saving us all right. Well, I'm so doing what my is best. your, what is your ultimate? Do you have an ultimate go with your channel, or is it just kind of a hobby you do for fun, or do you have something now? in mind? Just a hobby right now. If I can, I want to get better at making videos. Um, but I, I just we hope you do too. Relationships. Yeah, my but my videos are just, just, kidding. just kidding. not good. Not good. No, they're yeah. Like I well, okay. This is a big pet peeve of mine. But there's oh, here it comes. This is, <laughs> there's so many people in the YouTube interview sphere that have terrible microphones or not terrible have no microphones. And it just you, all you hear is this echoey room, and it's like, what do you? I mean, a, a lapel mic—they're like fifteen dollars. He has he has no he he doesn't bother him at all to insult you, Roberto, because he's bald and he feels like he doesn't need you. <laughs> That's what it is, like his arch nemesis. I'm envious. Well, how Your powers are useless. Him? How am I insulting huh? him? I said I like his saying, show because he's got microphones. Good. I listened to it the other day. Because you told me he was going to be on our show. I like his. Like I said, I like. I said I like his show, not for the content, because he has microphones. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, hey guys, it's me, Roberto. Oh yeah, there you go. That's all you need. So okay, is hobby your? uh, Is hobby? Is hobby your other golf? Golf is my other hobby. Um, And how long has this been going on? I started golfing a long time ago, but I've been taking it seriously last. Last two years or so, for a long time. For see, I would time. have a lot more golf puns, but we just did a golf. Uh, yeah, you exhausted them. Me and yeah. Jerry and Bubba went golfing, so yeah. Uh, what do you have? A are you good enough to where you know your handicap? Oh, I'm hot garbage, as we say up here. Absolute hot garbage. He's from Massachusetts. Pack the can, have it yad. Can start dropping the cars if you'd like. Pack the can, have it yad. Is that it? Packing that car. 
packing, packing that. And uh, so I, th- I find it fascinating how they, I, I've seen many a YouTube video where they talk about the relationship between like the Boston accent and actual English, you know, the Englishman and how that heritage comes to that. Like, but I've heard that the English got that from America, actually. You ever heard that? I have not heard that, but I do know that the Boston Tea Party was a thing and we just destroyed the taxes. And that that was it. That was it. Down, you, with, Massachusetts. down with George. Screw George. Loved Hamilton, but, you know. Do you have like what? Well, you're just doing it for fun and a hobby. What what do you think attracts people to a YouTube channel like yours? Uh, the guests, because they're not there for me. Maybe they are there for me. I don't know. Um, I try to keep it as as um, I don't want to be light with my with me with the conversations that I have with people, but I try to get some meaningful questions out to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of research on people before I interview them. So that- when they come on, I, I may throw a curveball at them because I saw their LinkedIn or something like that. You know, that's what we should have done with this because literally. <laughs> Like me watching three videos of sheer boredom didn't help, but it's like I should have actually have looked up and researched and been like, hey, uh, oh, and then realized this is the Instagram guy that I follow and look at his pictures. Well, let me ask you a, a, a let me ask you a question. Do you believe in unconditional love from a dog? Yes, <laughs> that's it. That's it. When you come home and a dog looks at you and they're just so happy to see you. That's unconditional love. Because right cats there. will betray you. Cats will look at you and die and disrespect you. I love easily. cats. I'm a more of a cat guy than a dog guy. But I dogs loyal like a dog. Loyal like a dog. Jerry, do you believe in unconditional love? No. Oh. No, no, I don't. Okay. You gotta earn it. <laughs> if you love it, you'll put a ring on it. Okay, Roberto. That's me. What is What's something people probably don't like about you? Um, you may or may not get this job. I need to know. I'm really honest. With mm. people, I put things as blunt as I possibly can. And just and just today, one of the girls at work started talking or started telling me about something she already told me. And I immediately cut her off and said, you already told me this. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and I kind of went <laughs> I already I went out with my day, and the other guy's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that." I'm like, "I already heard it. I don't well, have to hear it again." <laughs> Jerry repeats the same stories over and over and over, and I have to tell him, "Jerry, Look you've already told me this. Talking. You've already at told me this. At least my stories are, at least my stories are interesting." Okay, Jerry, do you have anything to add, or do I need to still keep carrying all this? What you want me to take over? I'm, I'm sorry. Not, I mean, it's supposed to be had... a, it's supposed to be a podcast together. We can tag team. You don't have to just sit there in <laughs> okay, silence I... while I talk. Well, let I'm me keep sorry. on. Let me ask I'm you another ta- question. No, 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 nobody. Just your questions. Just no. I've got this. Please stop. Please, for the love of God, stop this. What's man. your favorite color, <laughs> Roberto? Yes. Okay. So, did you read Jamie Stegmeyer's recent blog? Ooh. I did about the reviews and getting paid for said reviews and the See, somewhat controversy where he was going to go. Stir- <sighs> yeah, I did. I did yeah. read that. So that's TLDR. I said, mm. what is intriguing about it to you, Jerry? What is intriguing about it to me? There you There's go. Several flip things. It. Flip it, Roberto. Up, down, flip it, and reverse it. He's doing that Missy Elliott stuff on me. It's okay. Flip it, flip it, flip. Yep. Don't take much to get Jerry I- talking. 
I do. I don't have a problem with anybody getting paid for doing anything. Like I'm a hitman myself in my part time. If you pay me, I'll take care of something. That's just fine. I the only issue I would have is if somebody doesn't proclaim that they have been paid for such such thing. So if you're a reviewer or you're doing a preview or whatever it is, I think coming straight up and saying, yes, this game was given to us for free, or we were paid to do this review, or this is a preview and we got money to do this. I think that's fine. And I think, yes, does that affect your opinion? Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of people are affected if you're getting paid, if it's your business. I think we can see that with a lot of various channels that do reviews, that they are getting paid to do the reviews and they give very middle middle of the road reviews because they don't want to burn an income source. I think that's 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 normal. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that Jamie Well, I would think I would think the easiest thing to do is if you're in you know, if you're cooperating with that you know, you're in business with that company. And you're they in send, bed. They say if you're in bed with that company and they send you a game size pillows and everything. Yeah. And they send you a game that you just hate. I mean, there's no obligation to review that one, right? Right. So but I, I mean, don't I, that seems like I, the simple I, fix to me. I think so I, I want to say that with with him and his blogs, I was actually just talking about this with uh with Barry. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I was I was speaking with with Gabby about this before we started, um, and what I what I said was I think I think Jamie Link when he talks about this stuff I think he's he's a forward thinker when it comes to these things. Taking all the names and everything that that had was or that was mentioned in the blog, I don't think there's anyone that I've seen talking about this right now or in the past. Um, so I think it was great that he was able to bring it up. Um, and I'm, I'm not a reviewer. That's, that's not what I do at all. I think I'm horrible at explaining stuff, which is why me on this podcast is a bad idea, but thank you for having me anyway. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, I just, after, after reading it, I, as long as people are transparent. So I absolutely agree with you there, Jerry, um, with their reviews, but if someone has a uh, plays a game and they hate the game, and they want to put it out. I think there is some slight bias there because if the publisher hates it, they lose that and they potentially lose that income source. So the publisher is then not being some kind of truthful with their product if someone doesn't like it. So I think uh, to get a well-rounded version of any type of game, we got to have the goods and the bads. And if right. the company isn't giving the bads, that's on them. So. I have, and and to give just to digress and give a little bit of context, Jamie Stegmeyer has the designer of Scythe has his own blog, put out a recent article. We're talking about paid reviews, and, and so it kind of stirred a lot up a lot of feathers because he mentions people by name, and some people took offense at him naming some pretty big reviewers and saying these people you know get paid to do reviews and these people. Uh, do a lot of negative reviews because they get a lot of clicks and things of that nature. And with that understanding, I have appreciated how a lot of people have kind of subverted and gotten around that whole, that moral conundrum that comes from getting something for free and then feeling obligated to give a, a review or a good review about it. I like, I, 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 I personally recall like the first review copy of a game, like one of the first games that ever came in the mail 
to us from an actual big board game company. And it was WizKids. And it was literally one of the worst games we had ever played. And we did an episode of it and said, okay, well, we're ragged on it. And we thought we'll never get another game from these people because number one, it was odd that they would just send us a game. And two, it was also kind of odd that as soon as we got it, we played it and then went on and said, oh, this is trash. Nobody should buy this. Enrique and, wanted to burn it. Enrique literally <laughs> wanted to burn it. And then they sent us another game. It was weird. Um, so you have that conundrum of if you're getting paid, you're obviously going to be somewhat biased and what are you going to do about it? But right. then there are other reviewers such as uh, like the Secret Cabal. They've often said that any game that they feature on their podcast, they like it. So if it's a game that they're featuring, they obviously like it. They don't do negative reviews. Rarely do you hear them say anything negative about any type of game. Uh, you've got people like Watch It Play who doesn't do reviews at all. Like I remember catching Rodney Smith at a uh, convention and hemming him in and saying, hey, what's your favorite game? Tell me a game that you personally really like. Like, what's what's the game that you love? And he, you know, he gets so around the, the that. solo mode of Everdell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keeping that to so, myself. Yeah, so modes. it's so it's like these things. Like, you, you, there there are reviewers that have found interesting ways to get around that conundrum yeah. of is you have to ask yourself if if this is a business to you, is your channel, your podcast, whatever. If this is a business and you're treating it like a business, then who are your customers? Is it the publishers or is it the consumers? And so if I am a podcast or a YouTube channel and I'm getting money and my income is coming from these publishers, that is my customer. And I'm going to keep my customers happy. And so I'm going to do everything that I can to make them happy within the degrees that I, the flexibility that I have of my integrity. Like I'm not going to, give a great review to a bad game type thing, or are you getting Kickstarter money? Are you get, do you have a Patreon? Are your customers, your listeners, are you making a living off your, off your, your fan base? And if that's the case, then obviously you, that's, that's who you have to protect. You have a fiduciary, uh, boy, that's a good word. Bruno fiduciary. That. Yeah. Bruno fiduciary, a fiduciary, uh, uh obligation to, um, protect them. Question. So to speak question okay so i like i said I, I can't read that much what was what's what are people getting upset about in his blog other than him naming names did he have a specific viewpoint well yeah jamie mentioned um one he talked about i don't want to name anybody but yeah he, no, he, no, he named, named names just he named names but there was one group that he said they're they're always contrarian they're always doing negative reviews and he kind of it if you just read that, it was implying that these people just do bad reviews to get attention. For the and clicks, then he mentioned for them downloads. Is that yeah, what we need he, to do? Negative stuff for downloads? Sometimes being contrarian though is uh, you you get more clicks. And with people who are honest and all they put out is good content, I think having saying, "Hey, this game is bad," actually means more because all they put out, they just are honest about their games that they absolutely love. But it depends on the platform. So, for instance, if you go on, and I'll, I'll use Facebook because I'm old uh, as an example, that if you go on to Facebook and you post anything the least bit negative about a game, you are going to get piled on 
by people who are just stating they love the game. If you post, hey, I like this game, you're just going to get a bunch of people saying, oh, good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. And if anybody says anything to the contrary, then it's, you know, people jump on them for saying, oh, you know, how dare you let people have fun type thing. So and that's why it, I'm on Instagram. That's and Facebook, it's, is, Facebook is accessible. So Facebook's accessible, but I, it's my type of cesspool. It's a, it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's it, yeah. you know, you, you, it's the swamp that you're used to. Like Instagram, yeah. Instagram is, is a nice, you, you take a picture. This is what we think. And there's not a whole lot going on. Stick to the cesspools you're used to. <laughs> uh, Twitter is awful. Oh, uh, because GRJ, is that our, is that into the TLC? GRJ. That's basically, that's basically it. I like it. <laughs> the thing with Jamie Stegmeyer that I think really sets people off is that Jamie has a following. Jamie has developed a, a fan base that really likes his games and him personally. And they tend to be very defensive about him. And anything, Jamie, and he's also very forward about his thoughts and opinions about the gaming industry. And although I don't, I don't know Jamie. I think I agree with a lot of what he puts out. And I think that it's it should be a conversation that is being had by the industry about what we are doing to the consumer, and as well as at how the consumer affects the 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 content creators. The price of board games are only going to go up with with the shipping issues that everybody's having. And so people are going to be buying less board games. So you want them to buy the good ones. And it just seems like this is now the perfect time to be able to have this conversation and go to the masses. What type of reviewer do you, do you want? Do you want somebody who is being paid by companies to give middle-of-the-road reviews? Or do you want somebody that you yourself are going to have to fund that has no ties to these companies, but you're going to have to back me on Kickstarter to protect you. So anyways, I, I thought, I thought the blog post from Jamie was really nice. I liked it. I like the fact that he made everybody mad because that's I, what I like. You like people getting mad. I, I'm a I, troll. He, I'm a troll. I do. I do like the fact that he does generally, as far as I can see, respond to all the comments. Like he go below the blog Whoever yeah. makes a comment, he he'll talk back to you. So yeah, he yeah. I, he's not opposed to a discussion. But someone yeah. had mentioned on the the post that we're talking about, um, they said, "Hey, this isn't so on and so forth." And so he then messaged them publicly and said, "I will fix this." So not only will he have the conversation with you, he'll admit when he is wrong and I'm, I'm just i'm just trying to be as careful as i possibly can with with my words here right like yeah he, he he talks and he says hey okay thank you for letting me know i will change this i will amend it and he'll write he'll amend it right in in the blog post and make it correct well jerry was talking about how he's got people on a, a, a fair a fairly good following i think there's also a fairly good amount of people that are anti jamie for things and i've seen that on the twitters and all that stuff. So it's just a, you know, if you put yourself out there publicly and you become yeah. popular, you're going to get the hammer from both sides. And that's why Jerry's always saying he likes our small podcast. Yeah. And I'm anti Jamie. I'm just anti Jamie just because of the fact that everybody likes him. Cause he wears, that's just cause he wears like boat shoes all the time. And his hair is better than mine. Tell me right now, Roberto, right? Jamie's he cuts hair. it himself. He cuts it himself. That is, 
He does, and he does I a good him, job, yeah. doesn't he? He does. He does. <laughs> he does a good job. Uh, that's like a thing. Like when you see the guy, it's like this dude. Does he use a Floby? I hope he does. I uh, I'm a, gonna. He, I emailed him about because I'm. I got invited to to Design Day, so I'm gonna go to St. Louis in September. And I, I was like, Jamie, let me cut your hair, please, just once. I just want to cut your hair to say that I'm interviewing in the chairs. This is the beginning hair. of the show. Yeah, and that'll be the first. That'll be the first show. The first episode of what it was it? Goes Jerry? back to the, thank Harry you, Jerry. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You got to come up with a better name than that. This has got to be like uh, uh, cut to the chase, something like that. Oh, that's Cutting bad. people's hair. No, that's not a good one. It'll come to me here in a second. You remember that movie, The Chase, starring Charlie Sheen, where he drives I a don't. car down the highway. Oh, and him he and probably a, barely remembers it himself. And him and a him and his. <laughs> it was the girl that played Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I think, in the movie. Christy Swanson. Why in the world did that pop in my head? I don't know. I'll look her up. Keep that may have, that may have been before y'all's time. I'm slightly. How old are you? Are you in your thirties? Me thirty. Yeah, I'm thirty. Thirty three, thirty four. That's like right. That. I remember you posting. You posted you had a fifteen year old son. I was like, it, from your Instagram, I thought you were like in your twenties. Yeah, I had it when I was a fetus. It worked out. It just worked out. It was perfect. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, him and this girl are going down. They're being chased by cops the whole movie. And they uh, they uh, make love in the movie, in the car. Charlie Sheen. Driving down Christy the road. without tiger blood. This was pre-tiger blood. Pre-tiger blood. Is it Christy Swanson? It is Christy Swanson. And as an impressionable young man, they're in the car and they start, you know, doing their business. And I was like, what? What is going on? And he continues driving 80 miles an hour down the road while they're doing their business. And yeah, that that movie has stuck in my brain for a long time. You want to talk about what's going on? I just got to put on Netflix today a, a show called Sexy Beasts or something like this. You got to check this oh, out. Oh, yeah. These people dress up. Or they have them in full costume. Like I just saw the one girl was a devil and she was dating a mouse uh, and a, a, a baboon and like a rock face <laughs> creature. And it was all about the personalities. Like, oh, how are you? And they look completely ridiculous. But it's about the personality and not how they look. And of course, by personal oh. elimination. Okay. They, I'm going to demask themselves. Please watch this. I'm, I'm backing this up. I was going, oh, yeah, not to that. But I thought she was talking about Sexy Beast, the Bing Kingsley 2000 movie. <laughs> not not this Netflix sexy beast. I have no clue. I just looked this up. This is not. This is weird. It's this so weird. weird. It's so weird. It's kind of like the masked singer, except with flirting. Yes. Except with flirting. But that would be interesting. It's not masks. It's it's full on, full on like it's glued. This guy looks like a mouse, and he has an English accent. It was disturbing as heck. Can you I see their bodies? Oh yeah, yeah. They're so, all they're all done up. So you can't, but I mean, but like, you know, can you cover up the fact that you're a fat man? Yeah, just go as a rhino. (laughs) (laughs) Did you happen to prepare your Bubba top five? Uh, Yes, I did. Okay. That's always good. At least somebody's prepared. At least one of them. So, what is the last game you played? Uh, yesterday, we played Trails. Oh. By Keymaster Games at a brewery. And? Oh, it's, I think it's brilliantly done. I haven't played Parks, 
Um, you just go up and down on these tiles. You gather resources. You buy cards. It's it's super easy. It was easy to teach. We had some people come up uh, to the brewery with us, and uh, we taught them in about ten minutes. And we played a couple games. It was a good time. And they're headed to Acadia. So the entire time, like, wow, this is getting us ready to go up to Maine. Take it with you. Play it on a trail. Send me pictures. I've always wanted to go to Maine and do it. Stand by do a it. lighthouse as waves crash against the rocks. It's not as cool as you think. I will say that. <laughs> it's not? Why? But then again, growing up around them, it, it, just to me, a lighthouse is like, oh, cool, lighthouse. Well, I mean, but you got to have the waves crashing against the rocks in a romantic manner. Yes, yes. It would also be better if you didn't have my counter spell of no hair. Like, you got to have some long hair whipping oh, in the wind, too. You know? Fabio style. Yes. With a long, uh, with a deep V. We're in a deep V. <laughs> Your belly button, right belly down button. to the belly button. <laughs> a little bit of lint popping out. I can't believe this is not a lighthouse. Yes. Okay, this is the one that I want to. I want to fix this one because it's terrible. Can describe a game by box art, and it has to be one that we fairly kind of know. Because if you were to describe trails, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I'll start this off by this was just recently. For some reason, it's getting super popular right now, but it came out last year. And we played it, and we liked it. Um, it's like a cityscape over water, and it has a big square. My city in the middle that's white. No, oh. it's it's I art by Ian O'Toole. So the top is like a sunset. It's a cityscape, water. The name is on the box in white. Oh, that's a uh, that's um, and then it's blue underneath. It, it's it's the guy who did. Um, Alexander Fister's game Cloud that came out. Cloud something? Cloud Age. Cloud Age. No. Oh, oh, I don't know. See, no. see that's why I need to replace is, this one. Go ahead. At the very top, there's a little, the, the shield has uh, two letters in it in white, and then it's, it's the game. I, the games are fun to me. This is this is the only, re- how, only reason I'm it's able a capstone to do this. I did sure. bring it up. Yes, it is. <sighs> it is a capstone game. Well, it's obviously it's, not. Uh, it's out of print right now, and I just looked it up. It's one hundred and twenty-seven dollars on Amazon for no reason. Good <laughs> lord! This had better not be uh, Ragusa Maracaibo. No, that game is great though. Okay, I, we don't know. Uh, Pipeline. Ow! Oh. oh yeah, that's a we, tough game. We played Pipeline, and that was one like I kind of. I'd have to. I don't. I'd, I don't remember loving it. It was kind of, you know, it was super hard, but there aren't a lot of turns to do a lot. Of I things. didn't, I didn't hate it either. I don't think it was just kind of like, meh. It's one of them ones that I was kind of like super pumped for, but it was like, meh. It's not like barrage that you guys swayed us to uh, purchase. Have you played I it? Love oh, we, we love that game. Okay. I've been trying to get Good. to the table for the longest time now, but it's just, it's hard. It takes a lot of time and it's hard. What is your favorite movie? What genre can be a little bit more specific? No, no, no. You got to have one that's just top of everything. If I said you, you're going to this desert island, this is the only movie you can take. My tackle's in the wind. I'm riding on my scooter. <laughs> um, I'm a Disney nerd, probably Aladdin or The Lion King. One of some animated movie. The live that's action ones, huh? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, the live action ones. I'm oh. like 19. That's all I've ever seen with Disney, of course. I just watched Bambi the other night. They're supposed Absolutely to be doing a remake, a live action of Bambi. I can't wait for them to shoot his mom 
<laughs> Can you just imagine just shooting, shooting at, like people can't handle the that. rated I mean, R version yeah. of Bambi. Yeah. With, so with the 45, with the 45 handgun. Just this, but, see but Bambi's it, mother blown in half. But make it like Kill Bill style where Bambi just goes vengeance on everybody and just starts wrecking havoc with his horns. Wait, That's Bambi a boy or girl? Is Bambi a boy or girl? <laughs> Bambi's a boy. Bambi's a, a boy. Did you not watch Bambi? I, I literally, it, the last so, time I watched it, I was a small child. So Bambi is all about death and sex. <laughs> because basically, after his mother dies, he grows up, he goes meets the owl, and the owl basically tells him, you're going to get Twitter pated. And then all the male animals in this Disney classic meet their female counterparts. And that's, so that's basically the whole show. It's about love and death. And the circle it's very, of life. Yeah, it's emo punk rockish kind of, but without it, any it guitar. Is. I, there it, should be. We need to make the uh, Tarantino version of Bambi. That's what I'm saying. And I'd love to see Bambi in a yellow jumpsuit. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like doing like that. Uh, what do they call that? The like the Matrix style fighting and stuff. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure Pulp Fiction was his Bambi. Love Let's and see. death. A revenge story? No. Does he have a good revenge? Kill Bill. That's what I just said. But then, actually, it's reversed. Was Kill Bill part two? I've never seen part two. Okay, in part one, Uma Thurman kills the mama and tells the little girl, whatever, you're like going to come after me when you grow older, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that part two? That's part one. No, no, no. I mean, is that the story for part two? Is the girl coming no, after No, you need her? to watch oh, part no. two. No, oh, you need okay. to watch part two. I swear. You can't watch part so, two. So, I mean, I thought, well, Tarantino needs to make that movie. He set it up. What do you mean? He made part two. Michael Bay is going to do it. But the little girl needs to seek vengeance for her mama against Uma the, Thurman. If you watch part two, you'd realize why that's not the case. Oh, okay. I guess so. Yeah, just now, How about not talking about Quentin Tarantino stuff. And Quentin can only make so many shows and he's done. He's only got one more. He's still going to make his hard R Star Trek. <laughs> I hope and it's not a Western. I'm so sick uh, of making Westerns. I am so sick of Westerns. I know that Hateful Eight. I didn't like Hateful Eight. And I'll just say this Django Unchained, I didn't like it that much either. I agree. I have to agree with I, you. I like DiCaprio, but it just didn't. All right. What's the next one, Gabby? What's the next one? Number uh, two. A board game you'd like to see made into a movie. Oh, Dwellings of Eldeville. Okay. I have played that on Tabletopia or one of those. And Jerry, have you ever played it? I have not. You said it sucked. I didn't like it, but that was on Tabletop Simulator. So that probably had a big thing to do with it. But I mean, I played it on Tabletop Simulator and I despise Tabletop Simulator because there's a bunch of pieces and moving and dragging this piece up here and it keeps falling and falling over to the side and i have to click it and rotate it with the e key and oh it sounds I, I don't i don't do online board games like that it sounds rather difficult board game arena is the way to go i i say that when i pick that one because in this game when you go to have a hex and you make it your own your worker becomes a house so i just want to see how that would translate over in real life like i'm inside my mom again this is really weird. That was a wonderful setup, and Gobby happened to be turning his head and didn't hear it. <laughs> Size would make a great, great. I don't know why, Jamie. Tell your friend Jamie, Roberto. Tell Jamie to make Scythe into like a Game of Thrones level sh television show, like an epic, you know, really kind of, you know, long form story with the mechs. That would be awesome. I don't know why That'd they have awesome. not. I just played the, uh, 
Is it Iron Harvest, the video game of Scythe? Um, it's all right. But yeah, that's where it's that at. was a thing. Yes, Iron Harvest. Iron Harvest is a real-time strategy game that is set in the world of Scythe. Okay. And it's it's all right. Like if you if you're into video games, you like kind of like the uh is it a Company of Heroes? Is that the one that THQ did? That's the War World 2 kind of move your guys around real-time strategy. It's basically that, but with Scythe. It's really good. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I'm I'm not into that real-time strategy stuff. I end up spending all my time playing RimWorld. All right, guys, what, what, next. Speaking of which, what is your favorite game? We didn't actually ask you that. My favorite game? As of I, this I, moment. I just, hold on. I can just get back, get back to, to saying this. I just found out that The Last of Us is going to be turned into a show. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Played The Last of Us. Yes. Yeah. The show is going to be awesome. Now, who's the who's the guy? And I can't remember off the top of my head. It's um, it's the guy from Man- uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Slash uh, the Pedro. Game of Thrones also. Pedro Pascal. Okay. So your last thing here is. Oh, wait. You didn't tell us your favorite game. I did not. And right, I feel so that bad after you saying you hated it. I love Dwellings. It's so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it has it, it combat, worker placement, resource management, ca- card drafting, some set collection. It's all there, but it's done at the simplest level. So I think it just works for me. It just works really well. Plus, the table presence is is fantastic. Well, I it I I don't have a problem giving a game a second chance after, especially after my only play being on tabletop simulator. Because everyone, you're not alone. It seems to be a mega hit, and everybody seems yeah. to like it. So, uh, it's I'd so like expensive to play though, it. so it's hard to pull the trigger on that one in particular because it's what two hundred dollars or something like that. Good lord! Good lord! Yeah, you get a lot. There's a lot in there. A lot of minis, a lot of map tiles, tokens. It's there's a uh, game trays does it too. Uh, does the organization on it. Do you solo? No. I only ever solo video games. <laughs> <laughs> You've not moved on to the solo of board games. No, I can't get into that mentality. I think it's weird. It's great. It's great if you can. I can't. Maybe if I get a board gaming table and I can set it up and leave it there. But I don't want to. That makes a difference. Yeah. And break it down. I, I got I can do that. So I, that's what helped me to play more solo games. Uh, your favorite thing you're enjoying right now that could be anything. This podcast. Oh, this podcast. Favorite guest ever. You win. Dot, dot, dot. Is, <laughs> I just wish I was back in my car. I just want to be in my car listening. <laughs> I can't believe I'm on this podcast right now. Just taking up, filling, filling air for you. I appreciate that. Uh, um, hey, this golf. is. Golf. golf uh, shit, that's Who's good. your this favorite golf. professional golfer? Professional golfer, probably. Why can't I think of his name right now? It's the guy that does all the crazy shots, and he's really old. Oh, you're talking. Cocaine. You're talking about. Uh, give me a second. Um, Phil Nicholson. Yes, yeah. you feel the thrill, man. If that you want to have some incredible, if you want to watch some of uh, just his highlights on YouTube, are amazing. Some of those shots, like he knocked it up into like the stands, and he's up there knocking it off somebody's table. I mean, he's just an amazing golfer. What's sad about yeah, Phil is if Tiger hadn't have existed, he probably would be the guy that everybody talks about. But Tiger came up like right at the same time. I look at Phil and I think this is peak physical performance, and <laughs> I'm I look you know. I, I feel like I look just like him, like body wise. I'm like, yes, I'm there I'm <laughs> with my body. <laughs> this is top tier PGA pro. I can do this. 
How often do you get to play? Once a week? I try to go two or three times a week. Wow. Yeah, that's the only way. I, I have played golf since I was about 15, but I only get to go like once every three months. So I have never improved in my game. There was one time, one time in my whole life, I ever shot a 99. I got under 100. And that was this period where I think I had played maybe 10 times that summer. And ever since then, it's at least at least 110 to 140. That's about where I usually shoot. Nice. I play best ball with myself, and I still come in the 50s. <laughs> like 55, 56. What, do you hit two shots? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I like to play by myself. Oh. Um, I play with my friends when I can, but if I really want to focus on some iron work or stuff, I'll go out and play best ball, so I hit two balls. See, you solo golf, but you don't solo board game. It's the same thing. Two pieces. That's it. You need the ball and, oh, and the club. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. There's a lot of setup. I bring my meeple with me sometimes Your for what? photographs. For photographers, I have a, I have a meeple that I bring with me from time to time. Yeah, that's People not are like, weird. what. What are you doing for what? For photographs? It's like a field in Carcassonne. You just lay it on next to the pin. Oh yeah, it's my field now. And when you take that picture, you should say. Thoughts. I and love prayers. Creed. I love Creed. Uh, don't make me mad. <laughs> don't make me mad. Do you have any yeah. questions for us, Roberto? Um, I, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> Thank you. More questions. Questions for you. I'm here to ask um, great questions. At this like point in time, do you do? Do you ever do um, fundraisers? Like, what do you do? You do like philanthropic work with the podcast? Do you ever have any any? fundraising type things we do um here recently you might have noticed that enrique he has started wearing sleeves no. so we no. we sold some of the um some of the copies of starflick when well, we sold starflick conflict whatever that game was from whiz kids we went to the good will and purchased various sweaters for enrique which he is now wearing and so Excellent. that has brought me more joy to see that child who has been sleeveless for so long finally clothed properly. So besides that, um, no. Gobby found a cat. You take care of that cat. So that's no. philanthropic. So the answer so is see. no, Roberto. What do you mean? I do nothing but <laughs> philanthropic. Work. He's asking about on the podcast with the oh, podcast. I uh, know. Uh, I'm I'm too busy pulling people out of burning buildings. Yeah, and that's You're the a firefighter. We are. Jerry <laughs> is extremely busy. I mean, as you see, like we barely got him on at eight o'clock today because when he's not working, he's shuffling his kids around to his in-laws and back and forth and to dance class and swim class and whatever classes he's got. And uh, they're watching Peppa Pig speaking British. And it's just when he's if Jerry, I'm pretty much free, but I also work just, you know normal hours monday through friday but we're lucky to get together once a month and record and here lately when we've been getting together that once a month we just like record basically the whole month's worth of podcasts so yeah so this i mean it's going to be seven parts this is a seven part podcast excellent we're going to break this up into 10 minute sections a piece 
just milk it for all it's worth. I'm bottom of the barrel. You, you got it right here. <laughs> we uh, unfortunately don't can't do that at this time. No, but we need to. We need to do something philanthropic. Like what? I wouldn't even know. Well, we need to find something that is people who just like I don't know. I see I lots know. of people to- do that. Uh, that average Joe's gaming podcast. I don't that even know. one life. One, one life. life. He's always posting or, uh, one life or something. Yeah, he's average Joe is always doing something like that. We need to do something like that. We're good people. I, I, if you're a firefighter. You're. I mean, you're a good person. I would think. I'm you're, amazing. You're a <laughs> yes. I'm, I am. You're a first responder. He's all of the above. He really Other does. than being crazy, I think you are a good guy, and I've never even met you. Oh, because why uh, would you want to go into a burning building? He loves it. He, the thrill of it. Here's something they don't tell you. And I, I remember this very vividly when I was going through the uh, firefighter training. This was back in 2000. This was February of 2007. And I remember this very large man who was the instructor at the time about to lead us into what they called a burn building, which is this fire retardant three-story tall building that they light on fire but won't burn down. They just put flammable objects in it, light it on fire so that you can get used to being inside something that's really hot and putting out fires and so forth. And isn't that marriage? I thought that was marriage. It depends on what type of material that you, you build your marriage out of. If you build it out of whiskey and Netflix, it's probably going to burn down because she'll catch you watching Sexy Beast one night and then realize... Uh, you're really into roosters and that's not okay. There's a joke there. I'm not going to make it um, there. Uh, and so I remember as they're about to lead us into this building, he says, we're about to find out who's going to be an engineer and then who's going to be on the truck, which is just a nice way of saying you're either going to completely hate being in this building and you're going to want to have a job outside of it, or you're going to be one of the psychopaths that get in this place and see it and really come to like the inner arsonist in you comes out and you see this and it's like an amazing feeling. And yeah, it's very fun. It's incredible to be inside of a thing that is trying to kill you. But at the same time, uh, you're just amazed by what's around you and what you're seeing. It's kind of like marriage. So it is. So it is an adrenaline rush. It is. It is an adrenaline rush, and and so you don't do it to save lives or any of that. You do it for selfish reasons. Well, yeah, for selfish reasons. I have Absolutely. saved. Uh, I think. Let me think. There's only been one person in terms of actual fires that I would accredit saying that we pulled out of a burning building and he lived. That I would say, quote unquote, I, that we saved him. Uh, Jerry's air God. Quotes, type Excellent. thing. Now, dogs and cats by the dozens. Aww. I wish I had a dollar for every cat I have saved from a fiery building. They are not appreciative. <laughs> They're not appreciative. Actually, there was this thing that took place that I am very, uh, wasn't very embarrassed about. And I'll go ahead and recount this. Uh, uh, when I first got on the fire department, I was assigned to the 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 engine, and it was this little house fire, and I was very thrilled to be a part of the team and getting to go into this burning building. And as we're advancing the hose through this these people's home, 
they had had several cats in the house. And, and as we're about to go into these people's house, the lady says uh, something about her dog or her cat or something. I don't know. She yelled, but basically indicated that her dog was in the house. And as we are going through this house, this smoke and fire, we couldn't see anything. I found like a pile of cats that have been overcome by the smoke. And I was like, I've got to get these cats out of this house. But at the same time, I was assisting in moving the hose through the house. And so I didn't, I, I couldn't That's stop. A clouder, was, a clouder of cats. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't stop what I was doing to grab a bunch of cats and run out the door and be right back. But, but I needed to come up. I needed to get the cats out of there because I felt bad. My uh, solution to this was to throw a chair through a window and then proceed to throw the cats out the window. <laughs> and it was apparently quite comical to those standing outside that house to, to see this window break open. And then several cats, one by one, come flying uh, limped <laughs> out this window. <laughs> yes, what they, <laughs> were, they lived. They lived. They lived. And I, I felt very pleased about this. But then later, someone told me like that. That was really weird. Just seeing these cats come flying. <laughs> out this so, so, well, I was trying to I was trying to help them. So the lady was pleased, though cats her house burnt down but she her cats survived i'd be pleased as well right you go Lampoons, jerry's yes. firehouse yes you got you got to save people's animals that's what it's all about people take that seriously they're fur babies mm-hmm. and i'm all about that saving dogs cats uh a duck i saved a duck a pet duck and that was a, or yeah, a yeah. wild duck a duck a duck a pet duck he was hmm. involved in a car wreck the duck was was he driving? I've heard, I've heard ducks are bad are bad birds. I've heard of that they're a little foul. A bad driver. They are foul. Oh, I, had drivers. A, I bet he had a big bill. <laughs> I had uh-huh. a pet duck right. growing up that I raised from the day that he was hatched. His name was Bullet Bill, and they are Bullet very Bill. mean. Uh, he attacked the UPS man, uh, and they mm-hmm. don't have teeth, but they will bite you and try. And when they clamp down with their bill, they'll twist their head back and forth to try to, you know let you know how rough they are but yeah saved a duck that was involved in a car wreck i'll take a duck over a goose yeah geese are mean especially the canadians i don't believe that canadians are the nicest people there are they leave their doors unlocked you think you think canadian geese leave their homes unlocked for other geese to maybe come in and clean up their homes i don't see why they would say what's up hello canadian geese we got to save ourselves from being in coats (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't I think that uh think that geese are uh they're probably the least liked of all birds. They're fine as long no as they other... stay away from me. No, ostrich ostrich scares me. An ostrich will gut you. No. Yes. No. After you get done riding it, you hop off and crazy. just like tries to gut you. Why do you ride an ostrich? I need I got an ostrich saddle. Hop on that rascal. Take a ride. Have you been watching that sexy beast? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, that joke's going to keep on giving, I'm afraid. All right. Well, that's all I've got time for. I got to get off here. Why? Gabby, are you awake? Why do you got to get off? Because I've got things to do. It's it's 930. What are you going to do? It's 1030. No, he's in Maine. So it's actually just You have to work tomorrow? Roberto? Yes. Yeah, I'm at work tomorrow. Mm, what time do you have to get up for yes, work? Yes, he does. 
it's a wedding rental. Uh, wedding parties coming, I think, at 6 a.m., something like that. Wow. Well, then yeah. you should have told us. We could have hung up a long time ago. Heck no. I like doing this. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad. Have me on again or never. This may be He's got your, your least listened podcast. Are you going to have us on your show? That's the reason we had like you on that. as well. I'd like that. I'd like that. We're well, tit, we're tit for Jamie tat around here. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Get get Jamie on, and then we'll uh, we'll come on, and I'll ask Jamie a bunch of questions that He's are mild, my show mildly Great. uncomfortable. He's going to sink. That's what you. we'll do. He's going to sink your show. <laughs> <laughs> sink your show. He'll be the iceberg. So Jamie, to your sheer just, boredom's Titanic, and that'll be the last sheer boredom has ever heard of. All right. Well, we're going to let you go to bed then. Or whatever it is you choose to do with your time hereafter. <laughs> Sexy beast. <laughs> Sexy beast. <laughs> so everyone can find you at what? Sheer Boredom? Uh, yes, Sheer underscore Boredom on Instagram. Sheer Boredom Table Talk on YouTube. And also on Facebook. Okay. The cesspool. The cesspool. No Twitters? Uh, Twitter's a bathroom wall. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like to... I want to go on there. Okay. Well, we appreciate you coming on our show very much. Had a nice time. And uh, we will definitely have you on again sometime. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. And send us an email. Not you. Anybody. <laughs> send us an email at boardgamesnobs oh, at gmail.com. All right. That's going to do it. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Stay classy.